I can see, you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, Buff Coat and Beaver, referencing maybe the most uh, forgettable wrestling allegiance in the history of the of the of sports entertainment. But yeah, well, somebody remembered it, and that somebody is me, Clay Cunningham, here as always to talk Beavis and Butthead with Adam Kurtz. Adam, say hey to the folks at home. Hello. I think we're getting very dangerous, dangerously close to. Um, inside joke territory that's how obscure that reference is oh. and again you know we didn't rehearse it and i knew where you were at we're losers same way <laughs> hey yeah well that's probably true but uh misfits in action wcw look it up it, yes actually yes. don't look it up yeah. just save your time it's terrible yeah. you don't have to look it up but uh what you should always look up Beavis and Butthead back on track talking about this week's theme. Uh, we uh, we came across a couple of rough ones here, Adam. Some really violent material. Our connecting theme this week is uh, episode where Beavis, episodes where Beavis nearly bleeds to death, and that is not hyperbole. These are two extremely bloody episodes. We're talking about Nosebleed and we're talking about Woodshop, both from season, both from season 7, both at the very end, and uh, they went pretty experimental with the blood. So uh, let's just, let's jump on into our first episode, Nosebleed, aired February 21st, 1997, the 11th episode of season 7, written by Christopher Brown, Larry Doyle, and Mike Judge, directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan, the synopsis, Beavis's nose won't stop bleeding after Butthead punches him in the face. Adam, what do you have to say about nosebleed? That synopsis is spot on. Nothing funny about the synopsis. It's all serious business. No, there. Uh, the episode starts out where Butthead is um, makes Beavis hit himself in the face, and then uh, he proceeds to hit Beavis twice after. And uh, his nose starts bleeding, wouldn't you know? Uh, Beavis freaks out at this. He does not like the sight of his own blood. And then uh, they try various methods to stop the bleeding. Um, all really just remedies to other ailments. <laughs> um, he initially tries to just hit Beavis and try to stop the bleeding. Um, then he tries to scare him, which I, I, is a reference to trying to scare somebody for the hiccups. Um, the paper bag, I think, is a hyperventilation style of making that stop. I don't but... think you put it over their head like <laughs> yeah. Beavis does, but yeah, that's what I think they were referencing there. Um, and then uh, Butthead essentially waterboards Beavis while he's standing on his head. He pours water up his nose, um, gives him the Heimlich. Yes, they did some sort of tooth pull. You saw it from the yeah. perspective of Beavis, but maybe they put 
string in his nose or something? I don't know. That's what I think happened. Yeah, that, that, that's the impression that I got. Uh, so uh, you can imagine all this. Uh, Beavis is clinging to life. He's, uh, <laughs> I think Butthead carries him and lays him on the couch um, and has enough sense to try to call somebody to help. He calls information once. They tell him for emergencies, call 911. He then calls information back again, forgetting the number. Um, information actually connects him, which why didn't they just do that the first time? It's. Well, I was just more mystified to how he somehow got the exact same woman to answer the second time he <laughs> yes. called. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if she knew how stupid the people she was dealing with was at the time. But 911 didn't think the nosebleed, due to Butthead's description of it, which he wasn't inaccurate. Uh, the nine one one dispatcher really pretty poor at her job there. Um, I, you got to dig a little deeper, take them somewhat seriously. But uh, she doesn't believe that that it's an emergency. So therefore, Butthead declares it a non-emergency. And uh, but Butthead has enough sense to know that hey, the the bleeding hasn't stopped. What can I do? We see the dim light bulb go off in his head. And uh, he goes to a women's restroom, stands outside, and asks a lady to uh, purchase a tampon for him. And uh, apparently he, he does get the tampons. They and Oh, he gets punched in the face, so his nose is bleeding. Um, he shoves the tampon up his nose as long and stops Beavis' bleeding, which saves, it revives Beavis from the peril that he's in. And not only that, but they feel fresh. And they kind of mock a tampon commercial saying they want to go horseback riding and uh, play tennis <laughs> after they have the tampons up their nose to stop the bleeding. Um, very graphic. You feel bad for Beavis. He just uh, he kind of goes off. We've seen him get violent with Butthead before, but uh, Butthead essentially just kicks the absolute crap out of him. Uh, but does help him in the end, but uh, I guess the... Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know if the ends justify the means to stopping the bleeding, but he did stop it and save his friend. But man, it, it was pretty gruesome. And it was, yeah, a weirdly uh, caring episode uh, for Butthead because, yeah, you, I mean, he does initially. I think he said uh, when Beavis is just constantly saying, "I'm still bleeding." I think at one point, I believe the line was. You know, if I kick your ass, you'll be bleeding out of both ends. Now shut up. Now that's that's the butthead we we know. <laughs> but yeah, after all that stuff, I mean, after all the uh, the failed remedies, he does carry him to the couch, which seemed uh, weirdly caring. And then yeah, he had the idea to um, I like with, with the woman. He didn't just ask for a tampon. He asked like, could you buy me one of those things you put in your thing when you know when you know get your thing right before she punches it. <laughs> And then, yeah, I love, um, I do love the end shot with them. I, I mean, if people, I mean, th that end reference is so dumb, but it's really funny if you remember those commercials, just yes. of all those women, like, let's play tennis or, <laughs> or go horseback riding. Cause it was just, I mean, they, they always made the menstrual cycle seem like just such a magical thing where like, oh, women can do everything. Um, yeah, those, those just cornball commercials. Um, what's your overall opinion of this episode, like, as far as quality? Um, it's, uh, nah, it's not one of my all-time favorites. I didn't dislike it, but 
it's fine. It was a fine episode. I do enjoy the caring aspect of it, and uh, there were definitely some laughs in there, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't a gut buster. Yeah, I I've always liked this one. Um, I I can see some people being turned off because of just how violent and cartoonish it is. Um, I mean, Beavis like his nose literally looks like it has like an active squib in it because Butthead just like you know just scares him. And it's just like buckets of blood. It's like the shot when he puts the paper bag, you can just see Beavis deeply breathing, and the whole bag just fills up with blood. It's like uh, just a really gnarly kind of oh, kind of yeah. shot. But I, I can see people being turned off. I think a reason that I've always liked this one, it's just I think it's endearingly stupid, and it's also just kind of a great showcase for the way that Beavis, that Beavis and Butthead always like process fragments of information yes. but never put together coherent thoughts because all the things like you know scaring him and like just trying to put the heimlich maneuver to stop a nosebleed <laughs> it's just uh i mean it's you, you gotta have the stomach for it but um yeah i i'm a fan of this one it's um it's it's i again i, I feel like this is probably kind of a, a mixed bag with some people but uh yeah it, it's one that's always spoke to me in a demented kind of way it's the and uh, and along the same lines of calling four one one, you know they know they have to do something, mm-hmm. but it's just never the right thing. So it's just uh, it's like you said, it's just like a a wisp of a memory of something they saw on television or maybe heard in school that that comes back to them. They they so, know they know enough to somehow make things worse pretty much every time. Yes. Uh, music videos. There's only one. This is uh, both episodes this week. Only a, a one for. It was uh, Lords of Brooklyn, Saturday Night Fever. Uh, I I got a just a, a couple of things from this one, Clay. Uh, Scotty from Star Trek. We got a Scotty from Star Trek impression, which I think every television show in the history of television has done some <laughs> oh, sort of. Oh, in the in the nineties, absolutely. So, uh, but. Uh, Beavis was uh, remembered something from Sunday school as well, a monotheistic. Uh, Jesus is the only Lord, so there couldn't be multiple Lords of Brooklyn. But it wasn't uh, the best showing of music videos for me. Yeah, I kind of I, I like the end because it's got just kind of a gen- generic guitar riff that does kind of sound like American Woman, and I do like this <laughs> as it comes in. You just hear Beavis just go American Woman, which. <laughs> I believe this came out two years before the Lenny Kravitz remake, so I think maybe they might have missed something with their target audience. I don't, I don't know if the, the MTV audience at that time really knew who the Guess Who were, but um, but yeah, I, I, it still made me laugh. And this is kind of like a, I think this is the theme with season, not necessarily a theme, but like season seven was always just one video, and uh, it was always the one they reused, because this one was actually used first, in the season six episode gang of two so i'm remembering back a couple weeks ago when buttheads just gave the commentary i'm sick of videos and i think i said that seemed like maybe mike judge was having some of his real self seep in and i almost feel like that was the case with season seven because it seems like he almost just kind of straight gave up on doing uh, a new commentary well hey didn't he? How many episodes did they originally say he thought he was going to do anyway? And then they, 
they wanted a bunch of different uh, episodes and seasons so i'm sure it's hard to be creative in those when you one aren't that enthused about it and two you've done a lot of them so yeah i'll i'll give mike judge a pass he seems uh i i think he's deserving of a pass in this scenario and i think he's a lazy sack of crap Oh, call him out. Go no, get him, Clay. I, I had my fingers crossed. Oh. I, I, you can't see it. I, I, yeah, that's the one thing I really want on the record is to me just blatantly insulting Mike Judge. Who's that's what I've spent yeah. at minimum of like 14 hours of doing this. Yeah, one of my top two or three all-time favorite people in the history of comedy. Yeah, so... You, 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 but he didn't give us enough, a lot of videos here, so he's garbage. Human garbage. Again, fingers crossed. Mike Judge, if you're listening, please come on the show sometime. It won't be so much an interview as us just fawning like fanboys, but it'll be something. I'm going to grill him. Oh, oh, well, all right. <laughs> well, we're, we're immediately contradicting ourselves. I think that we need to go right into a break, unless you have anything else to say, Adam, about Nosebleed. Break her up. We'll be back after these words from the good folks. Well, after these words from Adam about the good folks of Anchor. One of them calls himself Butthole. The other one's name is Joe, I think. And uh, what did these boys look like? I believe they were Oriental. about our beloved show Beavis and Butthead. We already talked about one bloody episode, and now Adam's got the 411 sort of a callback to our last discussion on episode number two of the day, Woodshop. Well, uh, Clay, I've got to go back to it. I know you don't want to, but I've got to go back to the Misfits in action. There is somewhat of a funny uh, connection just because of their names. You had General Rection. You had major guns. Beavis yeah. and Butthead might have really liked that tag. Yeah. I'm assuming they had to have watched wrestling. I know. Are, can you recall any wrestling memories? Uh, there's a cup. Yes. Like, vaguely. I know there's an episode uh, called Babysitting, spoiler alert, coming in season three, where they get on a babysitting gig and they do they are watch they they do want to watch uh, what appears to be a wrestling program. I think it might have been slightly more violent than that, but yeah, Hugh G. Rection was General Rection's name, by the way. Right. Which, uh, well, yes, I'm I'm just so glad I did bring that back up. Yeah, so. you, you seem so excited to talk about it in the first segment, so to, so to bring it back, good good thinking. <laughs> um, again, don't look it up; it's not worth your time. All right, so Wood Shop is um, Beavis and Butthead use the table saw in their wood shop class to destroy everything that they can find. And Clay, you know, I brought this up on my phone today. It's been different from my computer. So it came out July 25th, 1997, season seven, seven, episode 22. Your thoughts on another bloody wood shop? I... I, I like this one a lot. I think it's really funny, and it's also, I think, 
kind of interesting in a in a kind of a cool way. I'll start with the funny part. Um, yeah, it's just they're in uh, they're taking a shop class and they're just watching the instructor. You know, just kind of you know saw wood and then he becomes completely inattentive, leaving Beavis and Butthead alone at a buzz saw, which is naturally not a, not a particularly good idea. Um, yeah, they, they they go to the desk. Um, they find like you know textbooks, a phone, uh, a lunch pail, a sandwich, like a family photo, a thermos, and they just saw it all through there. Some really good sound work. Um, I really enjoyed it. just the sound, like the detail with one of those old phones that always rings like every time like you put it down and just yeah you hear that going through. Also just a weird I. It's always one of these little things like Butthead just cuts a sandwich. I he's just it. He's just looking right at the camera and chewing. <laughs> it just seems so weirdly meta. And, um, yeah, all that happens. And then um, it eventually leads, as you might expect, Beavis um, gets sort of entranced. And we hear just like, like psycho sound, which I'm, I, I, every time I try to do that, I feel like I almost sound more like Curly from the Three Stooges than the psychopathic sounds Beavis going going through Beavis's head. But he notices it and he sticks his index finger there, and um, yeah, it slices right off. And then we get what is I think a genuinely anxiety-inducing segment because the teacher um, notices it and he goes to the desk like he's booking for like the phone and the, uh, the emergency kit, not knowing it's been destroyed. And he's just like in a complete panic. Um, it's just, it really kind of, I don't know. I could feel like my body quenching or clenching a little bit, especially Beavis. Just, Dear God, where's the first aid kit? <laughs> Which, uh, Which he had sawed in half yeah, minutes yes, earlier. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, they go to the nurse's office. There's great stuff in there too. Um, she puts it on ice and gives it to Butthead, who, of course, takes it out. First does, like, a thinker. Like, he takes it out and just, like, scratches his head. <laughs> then disgustingly sticks it in his nose, which itself is gross enough, but he sniffs and he goes, like, your finger smells funny, Beavis. And, and like, like, what have you been doing with it? And then it just cuts Beavis with his other hand, just going to town on his ass. Um, and... Um, it goes to like another shot with the doctor. I gotta say, I like any. He's not on there very often. I like anything with this doctor. There's so many great <laughs> scenes. Like one of my all-time favorite scenes that I won't bring up now because it's actually on the docket for season three. But anything here with this guy, it's always good stuff. And we get another one here because yeah, he saws it back on, and Beavis immediately <laughs> starts picking his nose. And it comes off again, and I just like the doctor's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> it just—it's literally right after he says, "Now don't do anything with that finger for ten to twelve weeks." I mean, seconds later, it's in his nose. <laughs> if 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 this was an HBO show and Beavis and Butthead could have got away with it, do you feel like there's maybe a possibility it would have come off with him scratching his ass? <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely, I guess so, yeah. I didn't think of that, but uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I can think of some reasons why not, but uh, <laughs> I think the finger works. Um, what I think what I really like about this one, in addition to, I think, it, I mean, again, this one I don't think is quite as cartoonish. I mean, it's probably, if anything, maybe more bloody, but it's not quite as cartoonish as Nosebleed because, yeah, if you cut your finger off on a saw... It's going to be bloody as hell, which all the way, by the way, I don't know if this, because um, we always like to make up King of the Hill, 
uh, memories of one of my favorite King of Hill episodes, the Texas Skill Saw Massacre, where Hank cuts off Dale's finger by accident. Oh, I forgot about that one. Good connection yes, there. Yes, very good one. But anyway, um, I think what I like about this one, it's I think it shows some, I think, subtle differences in their personality that maybe you don't notice if you're not like a frequent visitor uh, or a viewer, frequent viewer of the show. Um, I, I pulled up this quote. Uh, this was, uh, uh, we're pulling ahead because we're actually going to talk about Beavis and Butthead do America in a couple weeks. But I do always remember this quote from Roger Ebert talking about the film. Um, it was, I'm sure students of the TV series can describe subtle differences in their personalities. For practical purposes, however, B&B are one personality split into two so that they have somebody to talk to. There's a certain, like, there's a bit of truth to that, but I think, you know, we are um, uh, students of the TV series, and I think that they, we there are subtle differences. And I think we kind of see them here, like, the big thing is, Butthead is all about just like mindless destruction because I love after they've destroyed everything on the desk he literally tries to pick up the desk <laughs> to drag it caught. over yeah yeah, oh, yeah that is how they get caught which I don't know how in the world he thought that was going to work but he was just like just yeah I want to destroy everything Beavis like this is psychological on a lot of different reasons like not only do we hear like you know that whooping like sound when he's like entranced by the the blade. Maybe the most disturbing thing of the whole episode is before he cuts the finger off, while they're just you know going through all the stuff on the desk, he points out that uh, this activity is giving him a stiffy, which uh, uh, it's disturbing, but uh, it it I, I it made me laugh. Butthead says maybe that's why they call it wood shop. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I. I, I noted that exact thing, and I, I think the deranged noises is what I've referred to. Beavis, uh, all the the sounds going on when he gets a, a deranged idea or something's getting to him, it's almost like uh, some sort of space noises or robot type noises or the old Wayback Machine with Sherman and Mister Peabody. Mm-hmm. Um, I right from the get go when uh, when the teacher saws that in half. Butthead had a truly enthused woodshop kicks ass. Like, mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, this is so lame of me, but I, I think I've said it before. I always wonder, like, if the teacher would notice that, like, could they be reached in things that they were truly enthused about? Um, but since they're generally just troublemakers and left to themselves or uh, just disregarded, uh, are are they the way they are because of that um but yeah just the tone in in butthead's voice of how excited he was when that first initial um wood went uh, through the saw um no but you summed this up uh, nicely clay and it wasn't as, as bloody as, as the first one but still um i thought the teacher was going to lose his job too uh, you know, I haven't not I, I hadn't seen this one in a while either. I've more seen the clip because I think the the clip of Beavis sawing off his fingers pretty well known from this show. But um, 
the I, I thought, man, I hope the teacher doesn't lose. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming such an old dad. I'm like, oh, I hope the teacher doesn't lose his job over this. It wasn't his fault. He had the proper precautions in place. Mm, I, I mean, he was to a degree. He was negligent. Yes. Well, I mean, it's like they're literally. If you're putting a, a, a telephone, a loud telephone through a saw, that classroom wasn't very big. I, I think he's more to blame than you're you're suggesting, man. Very true. I, noted. Touche. Yeah. I, um, I don't I don't have kids, so that I, I'm just a hardened asshole. So you are out on the street. But maybe the teacher was on the can. Maybe he has a hearing problem. Did you think of that one? You are a jerk. Well, okay. Well, it, hey, it. He oversaw a kid sawing his finger off, so I think he has more explaining to do than I do. But I did like how he said, no, safety glasses must be worn at all times, and I think it was the second thing they sawed in half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, it's uh, yeah, another one, uh, and this one seems there's, there's very little to talk about videos. Not only there's only one, it's uh, one that we literally talked about last week that was featured in... Um, uh, I think Beard Boys, but it's uh, Sold My Fortune by Sugartooth. Um, did, well, first, did you even bother to watch it this time? I didn't, time no. I was just going to say, just go back and listen to last week if you really want to hear what we y- thought about it. Yeah, I think I said that I liked that Beavis was enthused. I, I, I liked that Beavis was just generally enthused by a song, and you like something that they confor- confused Fortune with Futon. It's yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the bulk of it. Um, all right. So, uh, best episode, Adam. What do you got? Oh man. You know, after talking talking it out, I really did enjoy the sequence of the trying to remedy the nosebleed. I think that was the highlight of the two episodes for me. But I probably enjoyed Woodshop more than Nosebleed in general. So um, maybe I'm calling a tie here, but I'll go with Woodshop as the better episode. But I think I enjoyed that uh, Remedy segment more. I, yeah, when, you know, back in like August, September, like when we, you know, kind of started talking about doing this idea, I think if, I, if I, you'd put these together, I would have said Nosebleed. I think I remembered that more. But um, I, I think I was kind of. I, I made the turn here. I mean, I still like Nosebleed, but I like Woodshop, I think, just... It's less disturbing, and I do think that it dives into certain psychological aspects of the show that I always kind of find interesting, uh, where Nosebleed is just kind of, you know, senseless mayhem. So I think for that reason, yeah, I'm with you. Another uh, boring... Uh, I don't know, agreement or whatever. God, I really had to pause to think of the word agreement. My... <laughs> God, um, but yeah. I, and for those folks at home who don't know Clay, and obviously you can't see him, he truly gets upset at himself for that. So <laughs> I I demand perfection from myself, and I never deliver. So I'm always disappointed. Well, uh, you don't disappoint me, Clay. So oh. why don't you tell everybody at uh, home how they can get a hold of you and tell them. They can tell you what a disappointment uh, you are. All right. Well, it's uh, you know, <laughs> I, I welcome that feedback too. As always, you can contact us via email at buffcoatandbeaverpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at buffcoatandbeaverpod and on Twitter at butthole and Joe. And I want to give a shout out. This is not this is something I kind of stumbled across. 
we don't know this person, but in the last week, I've noticed there's a YouTube channel just called Fave Clips. It's all one word, F-A-V-C-L-I-P-S, and uh, I've kind of looked it up, and it, I've seen nothing on the channel but Beavis and Butthead Clips. So, um, yeah, I, and those have always been kind of in, like, the, the spark. they've been fairly sparse on YouTube, I think, or at least more so than they should be, so... Whoever's doing this, he or she, is it's a good work. We give the thumbs up, and um, yeah, hopefully we can give them the buff code and beaver bump. But uh, anyway, yeah. we're not here to talk about other people. So um, yeah, we're uh, yeah, we'll we'll edit this out in post. Um, next week, Adam, uh, we uh, this is one at um, I, I I don't know if there's gonna be. I, I suspect there might be. People who thought we should have dove into this one, this kind of, if there's one thing people know about Beavis and Butthead, it is the Great Cornholio. And uh, we are going to uh, talk about two episodes. I wrote them down. I don't have them in front of me. One second for more professionalism. Yes, the episodes we're going to be talking about are the Great Cornholio and Via Corn, Via Con Cornholio. Um, just another solid ending of me just muttering like a dope but um, tighten her up here Clay. yeah wrap <laughs> her up all right well uh but anyway yes that's uh that's the end of this one thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you the next time around <laughs>